there are really some tremendous servants in the body of Christ at Pleasant Hill. And uh, there are some servants that do a lot of things behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, I think of Logan. You know, Logan is an amazing young man. And, you know, he's never been to Belarus, but he's financed a lot of the work over in Belarus by sacrificing himself to come and work. And whenever I've asked for, for help doing, you know, doing wood or, or, or whatnot, cans and bottles, you know, he's always there. He's consistently there. And many times he's there by himself or with one other person. And, man, I'm telling you what, that guy really gives himself to that. Now, there's another guy in our congregation that, you know, he is an amazing servant. You know, he's doing so many things behind the scenes. And, in fact, uh, of recent, uh, he's kind of stepped up and helped me with my memory a little bit by asking if, uh, hey, have you gotten uh, somebody to cover prayer and Lord's Supper meditation for Sunday night, Wednesday night? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, so he says, you know what, I'll, I'll step in. You tell me what you need and we'll get her done. So. You know, I appreciate that. And, you know, he's working behind the scenes with the sound stuff. And he's working behind the scenes in regards to helping out in, in the building projects. And he's always there when we have a work day consistently. And, you know, his kids are there, you know, obviously. A great example to his, his kids. I mean, just an amazing man. His wife is invested as well. I mean, this family is engaged uh, uh, a lot. And then you know, this guy can teach. And I'll tell you what, you know, when, when Scott first started teaching, you know, he struggled a little bit. But now I'll tell you what, when he stands up, you need to listen. He commands your attention by the things that he shares. <clears throat> and he's willing to, to take the shots, too. And, and uh, sometimes publicly, there have been things said about him, you know, publicly. And it's like, are you kidding me? No, I'm not the one that's saying things publicly unless like what I just did. I mean, just, I just appreciate the guy like you can't believe. And there was a time when, when uh, uh, <laughs> Scott and I were on the other ends of the perspective in, uh, spectrum in regards to, to working together. It was like, okay, I'll work with anybody except for Bill. And I'll work with anybody except for Scott. And we'll just be cordial and sometimes not. And, and I'll tell you what, though, I'll tell you what, I, I know that this guy's got my six now, 110%. You know, Jeremy just talked about guys that will walk away and trash you and say you're the reason they walked away. It's just they didn't want to, you know, persevere. You know, and they'll do a good job of trashing you as they go. And they'll stick with it too sometimes if they don't get the result they want. That's just a mess. And this guy stuck it out, stayed the course, really started to listen and see, you know, who was really caring about him. Who was really there for him. And man, now he's there for me. And he's, and he's constantly encouraging constantly serving constantly doing and I know there's stuff he's, he's been doing I don't even know about so his message tonight I've asked him to step up and bring a message and it's really so important that we understand just how critically important it is to be steadfast immovable knowing who we are whose we are 
and what he has and continues to do in us and through us. And I'll tell you what, a great work has been going on in Scott and his family, and I know that that work is going to continue to blossom. You know, I, I laid hands on three men that were great servants in the church, and this man is a great servant as well. Amen. And uh, I would expect that uh, if I pass before too long, that there's other guys that are online for leadership. We're going to pull him on board. He's a good man, and I appreciate him a ton. And I mean that with all my heart. So let's bring it on for a great man of God who's growing greater. Scott. There you go. Love you, man. Appreciate you, Tim. So TJ, Drake, I've been doing this longer than you guys have. I still get nervous up here, so <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that does make you feel better, but <laughs> it, it does get easier to get your lessons in order, though, it seems like, because like Bill was saying, the first lesson I ever did, it's like was turned into like a five minute lesson. So, But tonight, let's go to First Thessalonians chapter one. Need to read verses two and three, but we're going to focus on what's in verse three. latter part of that and I want you guys to listen carefully to this passage I can't remember if Bill read it last night or not but listen to the the three pillars are there that Bill talked about last night and if you're paying attention to those, we're, we won't go there because it's been mentioned, but those pillars are what is found in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. So you can go back and look at that yourself. I'll skip that part of my lesson tonight, just for time's sake. Uh, we give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, and the presence of our God and Father. So we'll stop there. But verse two, th this one kind of pricked me when I read it, because, and this is kind of what we're gonna end on later, but we'll focus on that in a little bit. But we give thanks to God always for all of you making mention of you in our prayers. So that one kind of pricked me because I'm not very good about remembering to mention everybody, and I need to be better about that because we're in a war effort, and each of you are so special to me, and each of you need prayer. And that's what Paul's saying that he's doing for, for the Thessalonians and for Timothy here, that, that he gives thanks to God always for them, and he makes mention of them in his prayers. So I am of the inclination to think that he knew specific things to pray for each of them as well. And we'll touch on that a little more later. So I wrote some questions down and these questions, like many of us, this lesson is for me. So, but I hope you guys benefit from it. How often do we give thanks to God for each other? That, like I said, that one really hit me. I need to be better about it. <clears throat> I need to be much better about it. And we'll do something at the end where I'm hoping we can encourage each other to be better about it. But we'll get there. Um, how often do we 
mention each other in our prayers. So it says to pray without ceasing. I know brethren all over this nation and all uh, um, others that Bill has mentioned in other countries and Steve Doty has mentioned, and Jay Wilson has mentioned. How often do we stop and think about each of them and pray for them? I need to do a better job. But what we're gonna focus on is in verse three here. It says to constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. So that last part there is what we're gonna focus on steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and the presence of our God and Father. So, like I said, go look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and you'll see where the, these come from at the end of the love chapter. But let's look at that steadfastness of hope. So, I'm one that likes to get in the Strong's, look at the Greek, figure out what it's really saying in the scriptures there. Uh, steadfastness, or Blake, you can confirm this, in the King James it says patience, doesn't it? Okay, so steadfastness or patience as found in the King James is the Greek word 5281, to be cheerful or hopeful, in, to have a cheerful or hopeful endurance, constancy, enduring patience, continuous, continuance or waiting. There's some patience there. We have to wait for it. It doesn't just come. So question for you, some more questions. I like to write questions down because they help me think and formulate the lessons. Do we pray for others that they would remain steadfast or constant in their hope, in what we've been given, in that eternal prize? And should we be praying that way for others? Uh, it's pretty clear that we need to be praying that way for others. So what is, what is our faith and our hope? We all, we all know this, but let's go look at he, Hebrews 11.1. 1. And I'm turning pages the wrong way, as I usually do when I get up here. <laughs> so Hebrews 11.1. 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Jeremy read the passage that I was had rattling around in my mind that the things here are, are temporary. They're not eternal. They're seen. They're visible. But that's not what's going to last forever. It's the unseen things that are going to last forever, that, that it will last enduringly, the things that Christ has given us. Now, in Hebrews 11, you can read about Abraham and Sarah, Moses, Noah, and many others, the men of faith. But I want to jump over to verses 13 through 16 tonight. And you guys can go back and read Hebrews 11, and then you can read right into Hebrews 12 that everybody else has been reading, and see that those are the great clouds of witnesses that are cheering us on. But Hebrews 11, 13 through 16 says this, All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that what they were strangers and exiles on the earth, Brian, residents, aliens, right? Yep. 
For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own, and indeed if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. What are we to be eternally searching for? What are we to be striving for while we're here? It's to get to heaven. It's to be in, in that heavenly city, that city made without hands. We are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. Ephesians 2.6, Bill referred to it last night, we are already seated with him in the heavenly places. You can go look at that. And Philippians 3, 7 through 16, I believe Brian and Bill have both touched on this one as well, but I want to read this one as well, because this is really, Paul's mindset is the mindset we need to be having while we're on this earth. Philippians 3, verses 7 through 16. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. In other words, everything he had beforehand, all the riches, you can see how rich Paul was. He counts it as rubbish or dung. It's worthless to him. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Christ and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, through faith of Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which was which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the, up, the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude, and if anything, and if anything you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. And that standard, of course, is Christ. Now, what's it saying here? And this goes back to what you were talking about, TJ. We're working on it. Paul's saying, I haven't got there yet. I'm still working on it, but I've got to be working on it each and every day, pushing on towards the upward call. I always get it wrong when I try to I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We need to be keep, keep pushing forth, setting our minds on those things that are in heaven, not on things of this earth. That is where our hope lies. Our hope does not lie on things of this earth. It's as we're seeing the things on this earth will crumble and fall and fail us, around us each and every day. And then, last verse I want to go to because this is a devotion. 2 Timothy 1, 12 through 14. And this is why I had Bill sing that one, that song we, we sang just before I came up. It's 
2 Timothy 1, 12 through 14. And this is a passage I know is there, but I think I forget about it a lot. And it's such an important passage for us to, to grab onto. It says, For this reason I also suffer these... Second uh, Timothy 1. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Thought I had a false start there. For this reason I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed. Someone was talking about not being ashamed. Do the work you've been called to. Jeremy was just talking about persevering, no matter what, no matter what the little bugs are saying to you, don't be ashamed. Get out there, do the work. What are you doing here? Get out there, do the work you've been called to. For I know whom, whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What day? That day when he returns to bring us home, or the, the last day that we are on this earth. Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith of faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. The precious Holy Spirit that it's been given to us, that gift that we get to take and share with others. That's what we need to hold on to. But let's look at verse 12 again. It says, I've got, it says, um, but I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. Do we know whom we have believed in? Who ha whom have we believed in? Christ Jesus. He's given us new life. He's pulled us from darkness and transferred us into the domain of his light, into the kingdom of his beloved son, the kingdom of light. Do we believe that? Do we hold on to that? Are we convinced that he will guard what we have entrusted to him until that day he calls us home? That's where our hope is. Our hope is not this world. Our hope is the heavenly realms. So, see, our hope is in the resurrection to come that, on that last day when we finally attain to that completion. We've been completed. We haven't attained it yet. We're still working on it. Yeah, we'll probably stumble and fall, but we need to get up. We need to keep moving on. We need to keep moving forward. See, we have a great hope in that resurrection, that resurrection to come. But like we talked about earlier, we need to pray that each and every one of us remains steadfast in that hope until that final day. So I want us to consider how we can pray for each other to remain steadfast until the end. So what I would like to do to help each of us out and to help me out is I want each of us and the young guys can chime in if they want to, but I'll, I'll exclude them if they want to be left out. But for us adults, how can we pray for each other? What area of your life, I'm trying to formulate how I want to say this, what area of your life do you need prayer for to stay steadfast in the hope until the end? And for me, I think one of, I've already talked about it tonight. I need to be more diligent in my prayers for each of you. So that's how you guys can pray for me is that I can be diligent in my prayer time for each other, for each of you, so that I can know, so I can offer up those prayers to, to God. So 
I hope that makes sense of what I'm saying. So who wants to go first? I'm, or I can start calling names. <laughs> Jeremy. say lost sight, I don't mean obviously um, I was completely detoured or quit, but um, mm -hmm. I think oftentimes I might have um, been a bad example to my children in regards to what is really important um, in certain aspects. Not at all. I mean, we were still at the assembly and we were still uh, participating in the, in the kingdom work and we were focused on kingdom and we were Bible studying, but um, a lot of my time, effort, and energy went into financial pursuit, and so I pray that um, I will regain my focus in regards to that example that I have. Mm -hmm. I'm the next guy, I'm the oldest. Okay, <laughs> just a moment. I'm, st I'm still riding Jeremy. <laughs> you said regain your focus on? On my pursuit of spiritual things Thank and you. my example to yeah. my children. My, you just trailed my, off at the end and yeah, I am no, part of here. I don't want to pursue physical things. No problem. Yep. Hey, Davey. Patience. Uh, I have a problem with the people in the church that I myself have judged to be not strong in the faith, not mm -hmm. working for the Lord, and I need to be more compassionate, more understanding, and more willing to help them to grow strong. That's a good one. Who's next? You want to go in a circle here? Sure. TJ, if you're ready, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Jacob talked about it uh, a little bit last night. And it's funny because I was just talking. I talked to Bill a little bit about it when my wife right into that. But um, um, I got became so sober and changed my life six years ago. And I, in the process of doing that, I have became extremely ambitious before I had nothing mm -hmm. no real ambition uh, for a long time but um, I uh, I guess my ambitions I don't want to become right ambitious you know what I mean like I have things that I want to do but I definitely have allowed some things to um, I mean the wrestling and the I've done all these things that mm -hmm. you know, kind of drag my family along with me, you know. And part of that is like I want them to be proud of me and things that I'm doing. And um, I think that I need to like uh, I do some prayers and, and you know, so like putting things that are more more important to you know um, in front of it and um, find time for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, prioritizing. Yeah. 
Who's next? I would like to Bill. improve my relationship with Janet. And we're starting to hit a pretty good stride working together. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's a lot of things missing in my being the man that she needs. And also, too, I really need to rethink and re-engage with each of my sons. You know, I've done a pretty good job with Andrew, but, you know, because... Yeah. So just really need to make a uh, really concerted effort to re-engage like we used to consistently. You know, training mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Going out, spending time with each of them uh, consistently. So yeah. Brother, I can get re- back into that because you know if this is the the last leg or the last kick for this old dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like a plan thing. You make make your last kick. You make that sound like you're, <laughs> you're in plan. <laughs> feeling a lot more mortal. Mortal. <laughs> <laughs> older, the mortality is setting in. What needs to be done? It's on a bucket list, man. To kill a true four point with two eye guards is a bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Achieve <laughs> that, but all three sons and my wife are in heaven. I will have being a successful man. Right. Logan, you got something? Uh, Since we seem to be going in a circle. I'd say um, keeping my mind on things above and not on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a tough market to try to find places. <laughs> uh, Blake, you have anything? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's more of an internal thing. I just, you know, I can't believe they're doing that, you know? Yeah. But, and sometimes I talk about it among you guys, but, um, you know, defining who the enemy really is. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, they are controlled by that enemy. Right. Having the right attitude and the right spirit attitude around that enemy. Yep.
Elijah, do you want me to skip you? <laughs> okay, Ken. We're swinging around this way now. <laughs> I can't say anything more than what I said last night. And I still, you know, my current mindset is thinking about Nehemiah and, and uh, the rebuilding of the walls and the mindset of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be willing and able to build and yet have my sword by my side. Yep. So I want to I want to be broken-hearted about my spiritual uh, city. Mm-hmm. Good. And Brad. Couple areas I think uh, work is really difficult right now. Um, kind of all-consuming. So I think um, just working with people and meeting with them with love instead of frustration. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, faith is a lot like willpower. Right in the morning, it's really really strong. By the afternoon, <laughs> so a little little less capable, <laughs> a little less willpower. Right? So, uh, and then on the home side, I've noticed that in, in the past I always had this agreement that I would always say yes if it came to time with my kids and I felt that I've said no a lot lately just because I was mm -hmm. tired and um, I need to get back into that habit and also uh, dating my wife um, I think that's important uh, I think sometimes when you're tired in the evening and it's all about work and just getting down on myself for not doing the things with the kids and, and then it's easy just to say no to Melinda too and it, mm -hmm. it, it needs to be balanced in life instead of Right. All encompassing one area that affects everything. Yep. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Is he sleeping? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll we'll go back there to Brian. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, all over the place. So, 
Yeah. I just, I just, you know, and that's tough. That's been hard, right? To stay that positive, you know, be that guy that, that people are trying to, to lean on. Um, and I just, you know, I just want to be that guy. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jake, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say mine is kind of twofold. myself um and not just like in big things and mm -hmm. like little things things i don't really want to do for other people um i'm finding myself just kind of nah someone else will do it um so really taking the initiative and um doing the dirty work that no one wants to do and then also i would say uh the second part would be um using my influences i found myself a lot not really hanging out with anybody that's really either a value or just not hanging out with anybody at all. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy either. So um, choosing my influences, so hanging out with people that are of like mind. Yeah. Um, I need to start doing that more. Okay. Jeremiah, do you have anything you want to share? Okay. Anyone else want to share? Okay. Let's go ahead and pray. I'm not going to pray through each of these tonight, but we'll pray through the lesson. And I, I did what you talked about earlier missed something you were going to say I had it in my mind I was going to kind of tell what happened with me and my family recently I think most of you know it but how God really took care of us in that situation kind of similar type of situation TJ's was much more difficult than I could ever imagine I'm I'm not equipped to handle what TJ handled so and God knows that but we handled something differently so if you want to know more about how we, what we went through, you can talk to me personally about it. So, and the one thing I will say is that 10 years ago, God started prepping us for what happened this year. Because 10 years ago, when I lost my first job with Ballheiser after being with them 12 years and one day, and the day before my daughter's birthday, I became a very angry person. And while I was at school and stuff, it, everything was ticking me off. So from that to this situation, this situation completely trusted in God, knowing that's where my hope is. My hope isn't in things of this world. God must have a plan for us. And, so, and he definitely came through and things are so much better than what I could have ever imagined. And he had it all in his mind that he wanted to set it up this way. So our hope is not in this world. We need to be focused on things about Bill. I know some of you know this, but uh, there has been a lot of talk about Scott, uh, but it's been amazing the conversations that I've heard in regards to Scott and Miriam and Scott's faithfulness and steadfastness in that really scary time. That Amen. guy is rock and uh, we were privy, a bunch of us were privy, there was this 
Yeah. Poor Brian. Yeah. Poor Brian. Yeah. And uh, it was it was absolutely amazing. And God, he just, you know, Scott stayed the course yeah. and praying yep. for the right job, the right place. And I'll, I'll wait for that. And God's mm -hmm. it was amazing. Yeah. And the way he worked those circumstances out was just, because yeah. I, I just about lost it when I found out, oh, you can't get a mortgage if you're with a temp company. Yeah. What? <laughs> But it, God worked it out yeah. because, That's the way it was in the yeah, past. yeah. Yep. But I didn't know that. I never really worked through a temp company for this type Sorry, of job. So, <laughs> yeah, but God, God knew. Oh nope, one last tweak here. Tweak. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, God works in amazing ways. We need to trust in Him. We need to keep our hope on things above, not on things of this earth. So let's pray. Father in heaven, uh, truly grateful for how you do take care of us, how you provide for us, Father. And Father, it is so critical for us to pray for each other that we would be steadfast in the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, Father. We are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of a heaven. Brian's read it. He read the definition. We are resident aliens. And of course, that makes me think of us being ambassadors because this is not our, our home. We're just representatives of you while we're here on this earth, while we're here in the United States. As long as we have the freedoms we have, we need to continue to persevere, as Jeremy was saying, to share the gospel message with those around us, to show Christ to those we come in contact with each and every day. And the way we do that is in good times and bad times, we stay focused on you. We continue to trust in you, allowing you to lead us and guide us each and every day. We should not be trying to take the wheel. We should be allowing you to have control and we need to continue to, to go out there to do the work you've called us to, as Jeremy was talking about, even when we might be the only one. Keep doing the work. We need to continue to persevere. We need to continue to hold our hope in the things that are above and not in the things of this earth. And we need to continue to walk forward for you each and every day so that the multitude around us can see the difference in our lives and that the darkness will be attracted to the light and we can expel the darkness in their lives. As, as Brian's read recently, we will do greater things than Christ did when he was on this earth. And that is being able to expel the darkness in people's lives by helping them to come to a saving knowledge of your son. Father, I just pray that we would remember this, remember what you've given to us, remember that this world truly is in our home, but that we would continue to walk for you each and every day. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.